Hello again. Welcome back to Analog. This is episode number nine. Analog is a show on Relay FM, and this episode of Analog is brought to you by Squarespace. A better web starts with your website. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by one of my very favorite people on the entire planet, Mr. Casey Liss. That is high praise, sir, and it is echoed from my direction to yours. How are you? I am very well. I am a, I am an equal mix of terrified and excited um, and have felt this way all day. However, the equalness has changed throughout the day. Some some <laughs> points I have felt really, really scared and some not so scared. And I feel like this is going to be my life now. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Indeed. Um, so big week. Yeah, huge week. I quit my job, basically. That's the that's the long and short of it, and we're going to talk about it in a bit, but in case you don't know, uh, I yesterday um, handed in my notice at my marketing job, and I'm going full-time with Relay in four weeks' time. Oh, I was going to ask if I was going to have to do the show with, like, Steven or something, but no? <laughs> no, you're okay. you, you okay, still good. got me for your sins. Good, good. All right, so you want to do some very, very quick follow-up before we talk about the real deal? Yeah, so the kind of the follow-up this week is grouped into two things because we've had a bunch of uh, bunch of follow-up, which lots of people really saying similar things. We've had quite a few people get in touch with us and say one of the three th- one of the three things following. Uh, I never heard of Mike before Analog. I never heard of Casey before Analog. I never heard of either of you before Analog. Um, however. This is just from my memory, and Casey, I'm, I hope that you agree, rather than just being nice. M- more people said that they weren't familiar with me, which proved my argument from last week's episode. I would agree with that, although it was not night and day, which was what you seemed to be implying that you thought, that it would be that every one of our wonderful, very attractive listeners... Who um, we love dearly. So who dearly. we love dearly. Uh, that every single one of them would be like, oh, I knew Casey and I had no idea who Mike was. But it was not nearly that one-sided. In fact, I would say that um, I just eked, eked that one out just barely. And there were certainly some people, I would even go so far as to say plenty of people that said they knew you but not me. And then a handful, like you said, that didn't know either of us and uh, one or two people, and I don't have names handy because I'm a terrible host. Uh, they, uh, they said they didn't know either of us, like you had said before. And I'd asked, you know, Hey, well, how did you find us out of curiosity? Because I assumed that 99% of our audience was because of our other shows. And, um, I'm trying to think of some of the replies. One of them was, I believe it was pocket casts. Yeah. Andrew relay. at, at Andrew Bloomer. Yeah. We were, oh, thank we were you. featured by our friends at Pocket Casts, actually. Um, they are friends of the show. Uh, Excellent. Good Russell. And, um, yeah, they, they featured us. And, I mean, of course, you know, we've had some iTunes featuring and we've had been featured in Overcast. And I guess... I was about to say, yeah. ...that all of those kind uh, groups of people featuring us, I'm sure it will, will have brought about new listeners. Yeah, so I'm extremely excited about that because I just had assumed, like I was saying, that it was all like ATP and connected and inquisitive listeners and and so on. But I'm I'm extremely excited that that this show has brought some other uh, friends into the fold. And uh, what made me even more excited was some of these people who emailed and tweeted said, "Oh well, you know, this is the first show I've heard from either of you." But after the show, I started branching out the other direction. So I now am listening to ATP, and I'm now listening to Connected and things of that nature. And that that just put a smile on my face. I was extremely yep. happy about that. Most definitely. 
All right. Now let's try to put a nail in the coffin about half five, if we could, please. <laughs> My favorite topic. So uh, I really enjoyed this tweet. It was from uh, at Whirl, uh, Adam Whirl. I'm sorry, Adam, uh, on Twitter. And he just wanted to point out that Germans also say crazy things like five till half past and five after half past four. Now, because of that, I think we should discount the fact that they say uh, half five, meaning 4.30. Because half uh, five after half past four is insane. That's just straight up insane. Maybe, but it is considerably less ambiguous, which... That is no. it, that is an extremely stereotypically German thing to do, is to because be extremely wouldn't, precise. Wouldn't five after half past four then mean 3.35? No. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's or, half past four, which is uh, oh, 4.35 right, in this case. Just, five after half past four. Well, irrespective, they're crazy. I love you Germans, but you don't know how to tell time. All right, so this isn't follow-up, but we don't have a space for it in the show, and I have a feeling it's only going to last a moment. I had a very important question for you last night that you said you wanted to to save for the show. This we will file under the Casey Confirms All Stereotypes About Americans Being Idiots column. Um, Do you, at your office that you just vacated or in the process of vacating, do you get tea like brought around in a cart every afternoon at three o'clock or does everyone have like tea time at three o'clock or something like that or is that just a ridiculous anachronism that stere- that that americans still believe in what world do you think i live britain in what world do you think that in a in an office building which has 42 floors that we have a tea lady that brings around tea for us at 3 p.m. I don't even know why you've picked this time. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that when tea time is? I just... Well, I don't know why you would think that. Uh, do you have somebody who brings around hot dogs at like 12 p.m.? <laughs> that, is, that is stereotypically American. And I wish that were the case because I would have one every day. But no. I can assure you that there is no... Nobody brings around tea. Plus, everyone drinks coffee anyway. Really? Yeah. You don't all have Earl Grey? No, we drink coffee because that's like people drink. Okay, there are obvious people that are not like this, but the observations that I have made of the majority of people that are in my office, people drink coffee to get along in life and they drink tea to relax. Interesting. But we all need coffee in the mornings. I don't. I don't. Only because you don't drink it. And I think you would be a better human if you did. Because coffee is the best. Coffee is the best, and you need to start drinking it. Well, um, Erin is mere weeks away from her due date. and Oh, I, yeah, I, you'll I, be I, on it. Yep. <laughs> this is the change. <laughs> so, dear friend of the show, uh, underscore David Smith, we were up at his house, oh, I don't know, a couple months ago now, maybe even a few months ago now. And he brought me aside into like some kind of spare room of, of his in his house, and he hands me this big box, and it's heavy. He says, this is for you. And it wasn't on like my birthday or anything like that. He said, this is for you. I said, okay, thank you. What is it? I open it up, and it's this humongous machine. Well, to me, humongous machine. He says, that's a coffee grinder. It's an extra. I don't use it anymore. I've not used it in years. I want you to have it. And then he takes, 
two Ziplocs and pulls them out of something and hands them to me and says, these are raw <gasps> the coffee beans. underscore, the underscore the, yes, beans. These are I've coffee beans. beans. You're going to need these as well. And I said, but I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. I don't want to like coffee. Coffee is disgusting. I don't like being that terribly close to Erin after she's drank coffee because then she smells like coffee. I don't want anything to do with it. And he just looked and laughed and said, oh, you wait. Your time will come. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yep. That's so ominous. Yeah, so, you're yeah. going to need it, buddy. I, I genuinely believe that. I, you know, one of the things that I'm very excited about for, for being at home is I can finally do the fancy coffee stuff. So, like, I AeroPress, there's, there's a company in the UK called Pact, P-A-C-T, um, and they do, like, the Tonks thing, you know? They ship mm-hmm. bags of, of ground coffee to my house, basically. And I use an AeroPress for them. But it takes me a couple of weeks to get through the bag, and then it's not as good anymore because I only ever drink it on the weekends because I don't drink it during the week because I'm at work. But now, in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be able to do this every day, and then eventually what I plan to do is to go like that full bore and get like a grinder and everything, and I'm so excited. It's going to be the best. I'm gonna. It's a dream. It's an absolute dream of mine to be able to have coffee that i prepare and have it every day like we're going to talk about this right and this is going to come up a lot over the next few weeks because this is a massive change in my life there are so many little dreams that will start coming true for me i'm so excited casey i might cry like (laughs) i keep talking about it like there was okay so we're gonna we're just going straight into this now like when i left work yesterday we'll go back and tell the whole story but when i left work yesterday I walked out of the building and I was listening to some music. I was listening to, I can't remember now. Oh, Jack White. It was just good music. It just had like a good good uh, guitar point to it. And we have these, um, we come down the lifts. We go down the lifts. We go through these barriers. Then I go down some escalators. I go through a revolving door and then out, out of this big set of doors. And it takes me into the mall where I walked through the mall to get to go down to the train station. I came through the revolving door and I went through the glass door and this uncontrollable smile went across my face. It's like, I've done it. I've done it. Finally, I've done it. Eight years and I've done it. And I've wanted to do this for five of those years. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but goodness. And it's just been a dream of mine to quit. And it was just such a good feeling. Like, you know, I have four and a half weeks to go. It's about four weeks now. Um, I I leave officially on the 7th of November. Um, Just walking out of that office yesterday, I had a tear in my eye and a smile on my face. And it was one of the greatest feelings I'll ever have. It was Uh, so awesome. uh, Let me make it extremely plain up front, just in case I, I interrogate you when it, it's called into question, I am extraordinarily proud and impressed and um, kind of stupefied that you had the gumption to look at a steady income, to look at something that was known, to look at something that was repeatable, whether or not you liked repeating it, the fact of the matter was it was repeatable. You looked at all that and you said, no thanks. I'm going to go and throw myself, figuratively speaking, into the winds and see where they take me. And I, 
I'm not saying that that's something that I want to do. Of course, everyone dreams of it here and there, but I mean, I'm not in a position that I, I could or would want to leave my regular job. That being said, I deeply, deeply, deeply respect the fact that that was the decision you made and you followed through on it. And you did so with some amount of safety net below you, but it's a fairly, um, I guess, coarse net for lack of a better way of describing it. And I am, I'm really thrilled for you. I'm really excited for you and I'm really proud of you. And I, and I think that um, in the edit, you should dub in some applause for yourself at this point, because it really is, it really is a bold move. And uh, I really hope it pays off both figuratively and literally. You're a kind man. I appreciate those words. They mean a lot to me. Um, this is basic. Like, if you're not enjoying this now, like, this is basically just going to be like me being patted on the back for the next 45 <laughs> minutes. So, like, I, I, I think I'll give a bit of background and, and then I want to take a break and then we'll talk about what actually happened and why I did this. So, I've been podcasting in next April. It will be five years. So, about four and a half years. And when I started doing it, this was never, this was never going to be my job. It was just something that I enjoyed. And then, once I started doing more of it, and I brought on like another show, I was like, I would love to do this, right? I was like, this would be awesome. Then that turned into when I started Seventy Decibels, which was my first network. It was like this will be something that no, this it, then it became this can be something I think I can do for a living, right? So it went from I would love it to be to this this can be something. Then when we joined 5x5, five five, it was this will be, right? I thought I've made it. That would be it, right? I've joined 5x5. Five 5x5 five. Five five is a big network. They have sponsors already. I was convinced that after a short period of time that I'd be able to quit my job. Then that was like nearly two years ago, right? I think. Sounds right. Something to that effect. I think I was at 5x5 five five for about 18 months, so... And it never happened for one reason or another. Either I was not comfortable to do it or the money wasn't as good as we would have liked it to have been. I mean, I don't know if I, I'm maybe being a bit more open about this than I've been in the past, but um, we couldn't, I couldn't make it work there. I mean, I, I said as much on when we left, like I wanted to leave so I could really progress this to what I think it could be for me because it, it wasn't. We weren't able to do it. We weren't able to take care. I personally, not we, I wasn't comfortable um, that I would be able to quit my job and, and do it because there was a lot of things I couldn't control. Um, and I felt better if me and Stephen were in the driving seat of it. Um, just for my own interests, I am a control person and not having that control is something that I didn't want to have if I was going to start betting all of my income, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So when we started Relay, in my mind, it was always before the end of the year. Before the end of the year, we will. I will do this. This is this is enough. Like before the end of the year, I can make this happen. Uh, and it's not the end of the year yet, but I've decided to do it anyway. So I think I should tell you why. You know. I think I think people want to. I have I have some stories. I have like an interesting story, I guess, mm -hmm. um, as to why I did this. Um, so I want to tell you that. But first, can you tell me about something that's really cool these days? I can tell you something that's super cool these days. 
That's Squarespace. Now, Squarespace, you know them as the all-in-one platform that make it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. You should also know that you can get a free trial and 10% off if you visit squarespace.com and enter the code FEELS at checkout because a better web starts with your website. Now, you know all of these things, okay? Now, there's some interesting stuff I'm going to tell you about in a moment. But Squarespace, they are the company that gives you your home on the internet. They give you a place where you can express yourself, where you can get your ideas out into the world, you can get your blog, your podcast. They have all of the tools that you need. They put the power in your hands and take away all of the painful things like hosting, scaling, and what to do if you get stuck because they have fantastic support. They have 24-7 support provided by teams all across the globe, in Portland, New York, and Ireland. They have beautiful designs that allow you to craft your own site. And it's getting even better with the brand new Squarespace 7. So this is something that was announced just a couple of days ago. So Squarespace version 7. What they've done is Squarespace have taken everything that they've learned from powering millions of sites across the web over the last multiple years to craft an even better platform than ever before. They've refined their system. They've made their platform just more incredible. You'd think it was already so incredible. How could it be more incredible? Let me tell you some of the things that they're doing. They've created more stunning templates. They all feature responsive web design. They've partnered with really cool musicians, artists, architects, and chefs to develop new templates that cater to these professions now too. They're embracing something that they're calling the cover page. Now, this is what allows you to create like a single page website. Like you see people do these for like themselves to promote themselves, or maybe they're getting engaged or they're having a baby and they want to create like a single page website, right? That has all of the information that someone's going to need. And so Squarespace have created some templates that give you all of the power of Squarespace in one page. So it's really cool for that sort of stuff. They've added some fantastic new tools to the brand new site editor, like something that I really love called Device View. And this is something that whilst all in your web browser on your, on your Mac or PC, you're able to change the view so you can see what's it going to look like on a tablet, what's it going to look like on a mobile phone. So you can develop the way that your site's going to look in their WYSIWYG browser and see how it's going to look automatically in all of those sizes rather than needing to grab their other devices. They've partnered with Getty Images to provide you with a great deal on awesome photography at just $10 an image. And if you want to stretch Squarespace even further, their dev platform is now out of beta and it's available to everyone. They've added more functionality to the platform and they're allowing you to take your Squarespace site further than ever before. I have so much to say about this and I could carry on forever, but I want you to go and try it out for yourself. Go see what Squarespace 7 is all about. Go to squarespace.com and sign up for a free trial. No credit card required. You can get in and start playing around with all this awesome stuff. When you decide to sign up for your Squarespace plan, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS at checkout. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Analog. I'd like to thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Um, before we continue on the Mike's Job Talk... Uh, hearing the word feels reminded me that it would be remiss of us not to thank Faith again for coming on the show and to thank all the listeners that tweeted and emailed and whatnot to say that they really enjoyed the show. Um, that was very kind of you guys and very kind of Faith to show up. So thank you for that. Yeah, I loved last week's episode. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, it's funny because the way I thought it was going to go, which you hear at the beginning of the episode, I don't think 
was great. And I think I drove the ship that direction. But when all of a sudden the current took us a different direction, um, I actually think that was a much better part of the show. And, and, I, and I really enjoyed it as well. The different direction was when you tried to end the show and then I decided to carry on, right? Is that what I you're actually think you're probably right, to be honest. <laughs> That's why you're the professional. Or soon to be, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Look at that uh, segue. Look, I'm proud of myself. All right. So let's bring I can't it back. believe, Casey, that I... I made a spelling error. I wrote that tweet like four <laughs> hours earlier. Like I had it saved as a draft. And I said, hey, guys, I quit my job today. In four weeks' time, I'll be a professional podcaster. Put an S on the end. I mean, you know, I did laugh about it later and was like, well, it wouldn't be me if there wasn't a spelling error in it. It could have been, you know, it could have yep. been anyone. It could have been pretending to be me. Yep. We'll put that uh, tweet in the show notes for you guys. It yeah. is delightful. So, I it's uh, you know I'm going to be that guy. Uh, five hundred and five favorites. Never had that many before. I even I, I got don't believe the, I have. I got the the fave star tweets. You know, like oh yeah, those are nice. Yeah, I was. I've never had those before. I'm like yeah, come on, everybody loves me. That was yesterday was awesome. I'm not kidding. Like I first just thank you so much to everyone who said something to me or congratulated me or just had anything to say i think it may have been like more tweets than like launching relay i had something like eight or nine hundred at replies uh within the space of a few hours it was a situation where i was at work at the time and i had to just put my phone on do not disturb and just put it away for a while because I couldn't use it. Like it was, you know, I spoke about it, I think, on episode one of this show. Like the whole top part of my phone was just monopolized by notifications. It was incredible. Like when these sort of things, when I've had quite a few of these now over the last couple of months. Uh, and it's such an amazing feeling to have this like wave. It's like this crashing wave of emotions, like good emotions come at you. And to get, that from people it's it's just incredible but it's so overwhelming it's so overwhelming because you're like oh my god it won't stop and it's you know but it's great it's just this there's nothing like it in the world and it's a feeling that i never could have imagined having because it's so strange but just so so fantastic so you know again thank you so much everyone like seriously I, the response even that i saw was was really tremendous, and I'm uh, very excited for you for it. Um, why don't you tell us what what drove you to this decision? I mean, I think it's been abundantly clear if you're a regular listener to this show or even a couple of your others that you weren't really overjoyed with your day job and you were, you know, contemplating quitting. But what drove you to actually pull the trigger and, and make it happen? So there was one moment that happened to me. Um, on Tuesday. But I want to tell kind of the full story mm -hmm. that leads up to it because I think it's all important. There's some stuff happening at work now which I can't talk about, but it's it's causing a difficult situation for everyone and it's causing people in my team to be getting in fights with people in other teams. And it's not our fault, but we are being seen as, as causing the problem. So Tuesday, I had a couple of conference calls with a couple of key stakeholders um, that were very upset. 
and I had to argue with them. One of them was lying on a call, like flat out lying, saying, you know, I told them we couldn't do a certain project. They told me they never knew anything about that. But like I had somebody else who was sitting next to me who was also on the call who was like couldn't was just like shocked in disbelief because they were also on the call, also observing and hearing and helping me tell this person that we couldn't do this project. But because there were more important people on the phone, he was pretending like he knew nothing about it. So that was really frustrating to me uh, because I was just being lied to. And I was only being lied to because this bot person wanted to show off in front of their boss. Mm-hmm. So that was just a very frustrating call for me because I don't take kindly to those sort of things. And this this call was set up by on on the request of like this boss guy. We'll call him Bob. And people throw Bob's name around like it's a threat. Like Bob wanted it. Bob wants this call. Bob thinks this should be happen. It should be happening. And that frustrates me too because like people are trying to bully me with a name. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. So that that was like kind of like two things that happened. And plus, we're just going through a bit of a rough time at work. And it's it's just frustrating because there's things that we're trying to do, but we can't do them. And then the rest of the business thinks that we're slacking. But it's simply because our hands are completely tied. So it's very, very frustrating. Um, and then on Tuesday, I went to meet a friend of mine at the like the wake of his grandmother. Uh, you know, I went to pay my respects, which is always a horrible thing to do. Um, and also it brought up like a lot of feelings from from me from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it was horrible. He's one of my best friends. We've, we've, been, we've been friends since we were like three years old. And it was just horrible to watch him have to go through all of that as well. Um, so it had been a r- bit of a rough day, but it wasn't like... Nothing in that day made me think I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. Like, it was just a rough day. Mm-hmm. I got home and I took off my rucksack, put my rucksack down on the steps, took off my jacket, hung it up. And I sat down to take off my shoes. I started undoing my shoelaces and I realized that my shoelaces were, were close to breaking. So I thought to myself, I need new shoelaces because my shoelaces are going to break. They haven't got long left in them. Then I looked at my shoes, and my shoes are a bit dusty, you know, And but not like dusty because they've got dust on them. Like, you know when, like, the leather starts to wear mm-hmm. and, and they're just not looking great anymore? Yeah. Uh, and I thought to myself, I need new shoes. I don't need just new shoelaces. I, I need new shoes. And then so I thought, okay, I need to buy some shoes. And then I thought to myself, if I buy new shoes, they're work shoes. I only ever wear these shoes for work. If I buy new shoes, I'm committing to myself that I need them because I'm going to be here for a while. I'm going to quit my job. That that was it. Your shoelaces forced you to quit your job. Yep. That that is a absolutely wonderful story, and I think I sound um, like I'm not being genuine, but I am. Um, that that really is a wonderful story, and it's a really good. It's a really good piece of evidence that shows sometimes the littlest things can make the most profound difference in your entire world. Um, and when you looked down at your shoes to take off your shoes, the last thing that I bet was on, was on your mind was, is to tomorrow the day I'm going to quit your job? I mean, you said that earlier, but 
it's funny how that little that little drop in the bucket just proliferated to some some unbelievably large life change. It was like you know dominoes, right? You know when people stack mm-hmm. up dominoes. Mm-hmm. It was that was the moment where the, the first domino got pushed. Like I decided to stay out the rest of the year and there are reasons for doing that, right? You never know what's going to come up in the next um like you never know what's going to happen with budgets, right? You never know if people mm-hmm. are going to get cut, which potentially means there could be voluntary redundancies. Hooray, I get a redundancy package, right? You never know. Uh, or just my bonus, right? I'm I'm sacrificing my bonus. Our bonuses are tiny, by the way. Like, I work for a bank, but I don't work in that side. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, so our, our bonuses are small. Like, I don't think I've ever have had, like, a bonus over £1,500 or something, which is nothing for a year. Um it's not much of a bonus at all. Uh, but, it, you know, it's still money that, that I kind of have accrued, if you think of it that way. Um, but I decided it was time. Like, you know, so I made the decision, but I don't make these decisions on my own. There are other people that I have to talk to because I think it would be selfish of me to just make this decision because it affects a lot of people in my life. So I spoke to my mum. It's very important that I speak to my mum. I still live at home with my mum. So I pay her rent. Uh, So it's important for me to know that she's comfortable with it. And also as well, I would never make a decision like this without my mum's blessing. Like, I just wouldn't. She's very, very important to me. And I value her opinion almost more than anybody's in the world, right? She is somebody who's guided me through my entire life. She brought me up on her own. You know, me and my two brothers. If she said to me, no, I shouldn't do it, we'd talk about it. And if I and if she was resolute to it after me talking to her about it, then I wouldn't have done it. I told her, looked like she might have passed out for a moment, but she <laughs> supported me and she supports me. And so I told my girlfriend as well, and she had the, the same sentiment. Like, then this is what they both said. This is the last chance in your life you get to make this decision. You are at a point in your life right now where if you leave it much longer, you're going to start to get responsibilities. Like moving out of home is something that we want to do together. Um, That adds a level of responsibility. So really, I should be giving myself at least a few months to try and stabilize. Um, And then if we want to get married, have kids, all of these things that will happen in the not too distant future. I'm 27 years old. I'm not old, but I'm not young anymore I have to start in my opinion I have to feel like I have to start making these decisions within the next couple of years if there are things that I want to do in my life I don't want to be like 60 when my children are 20 it's just not something that I want so all of this stuff I have to start thinking about these decisions within the next few years so if I don't do it now I'm never going to do it plus this is a time where I still can I can still afford to because I have a bunch of safety nets But there's also one other important person that I need to ask this question to, and it's Stephen. We have a business together. This affects our business if all of my income comes from it. And he was just like, just do it. It's like, just do it, man. You need to just do it now. So I did it. So I made the decision. Uh, Everyone was freaking out, just like freaking out. Like, I think I I basically spent the entire night screaming. I didn't do any of the work that I needed to do. I had a really busy evening to prepare for shows and stuff. Didn't do any of it. Ended up making myself a drink uh, later on in the evening. Um, 
And then I kind of, I just, I wrote a resignation letter, which I didn't even know how to do that. I called, <laughs> my, I called my brother, who's a recruitment agent. I told him, uh, he had some advice for me. Uh, and then I was like, how do I write a resignation letter? And he's like, just tell him you're sorry you're leaving and you're leaving and et cetera, et cetera. So I, it's like one paragraph. And, uh, and that was that. And then decision was made. And so, well, let me ask the most important question. What kind of drink did you make? An old-fashioned. We've been through this already. I know. Just, uh, I kind of wish I liked them, but I don't. Anyway, so you go in the next morning. This is, how many days ago was it? Two days ago? It was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Okay, so today we're recording this on a Thursday. I know it takes us a while to release the shows. Um, I'm sorry about that. But this was just this past Wednesday, the, what are we on, the 8th of October. And you walk into your your boss's office, I assume, and you say, this is it? So I go in in the morning, and I swear this is like a, a, a comedy movie, right? But I I cannot stress enough to you that this is the honest truth of how my morning went. So I arrived in the morning, and I, uh, I kind of sat down. I was a little bit late because it's another thing. Like We have to queue to get in the lift to get to our floor. It's like... I don't want to be here and you're making me line up to get in. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'll wait for 15 minutes from the time that I get in the building too and I can get to my desk. It takes that long. It's just terrible. So I get to the desk and my when, my boss sits next to me in our bank of desks. And I put my bag down and I'm I'm arriving halfway through a conversation between her and other people in the team. And she was like, yep, and that's it. We're finally full. They'd offered a job to the last remaining vacancy. Oh wow! In our team, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> Awkward. So I sit down and I turn on my machine, and I'm like frantically trying to get my machine to boot up quickly because she's very rarely at her desk. You know, she's in meetings and stuff. It's like I want to do this right now, but I can't do it without the letter. You have to give them the letter. You have to. You have to give it, it's, and they have to take it. It's the acceptance. It's the, it's the process. So I finally get the machine on. I open Microsoft Word, um, copy and paste it in from an email that I sent, go to the printer to print it out. I come back. My boss has a great, a really good sense of humor. She, she's a very funny person. I sit down, and what I hear is, unless one of you selfish gits wants to further your own career. <laughs> oh, God. Because obviously they're still talking about the fact that we're full now. Like, so the joke is like, oh, unless one of you leave. So I leave it a few minutes and I say, let's call her Sarah. I say, Sarah, I need to talk to you. And she's like, okay. And I was like, can we go over? Like we have like a common area, like on the floors, like mm -hmm. where people can go over like in impromptu meetings. So I was like, can we go out? We'll call it the street. Can we go out to the street? And she was like, she looked at me. She went, no. <laughs> like uh, not as in like a no we're not doing this but like a no you're not doing this to me oh okay okay and I was like and I just was like yes and she's like no and and then she's like she stood up and I walked and I stood up and she saw me pick up the the Piece envelope mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I cannot repeat on air what she called me <laughs> in like a genuine way in a jokey way or a little column A little column B genuinely it would be th two words we'd have to bleep out 
Okay. Well, that's a comfortable way to start the meeting. We share a very. It, she it was joking. We share. We share a very similar sense of humor, and we don't hold back to each other like the the things, the, the, our jokes and stuff. But she was like, "I cannot believe you're doing this to me." She's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" Like she's she's saying all this. Like she's upset, but she's it's like half hearted, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, "Why are you doing this to me?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I was like, "I need to do it." So and we sat down and we had a. We had a great conversation, um, and she was very, very supportive of me. And like, I couldn't have asked for a better chat. And she was just like, you know, if you ever need to come back, everybody loves you here. The door will always be open, and that was a good thing to hear. Absolutely. Um, you know, she she said, "Have you considered applying for a sabbatical?" And I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." I mean, I already know that. I, I looked it up like six months ago. You, you have to be at my company for ten years before you can take one. Oh, okay. I was going to ask why you didn't, but that kind of answers the question. But there was two other points to it, though. Even if I could have, I wouldn't have done. And because for a couple of reasons, one, I'd have had a safety net, and a safety net is not what I want. Because if I have a safety net, then it'll always be in the back of my mind. Eh, it doesn't matter if it, it don't work out. I'll just go back. Like, I'm going back in six months' time. I don't want that. I want to put everything into this. Like, this is what I do because I love it, and it also I need it to be a success, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's important for something to be a success, to, to put all of that in there. And also, if I had to go back to work, which, touch wood, I never have to, um, I wouldn't go back to that company doing that thing. I would want to go somewhere else and do something different. Mm-hmm. I'd maybe want to be in an advertising agency rather than in a company doing marketing. Right, right. So Wednesday, this was roughly what time, give or take a little bit? Oh, this was like half past nine in the morning. And by half past nine, I couldn't even get it out with a straight face. You, you've got to do it early, man. You can't sit on that sort of thing. No, no, no. I, 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 are you sure it wasn't half nine? Oh, <laughs> anyway so early on you've you've announced you're leaving and so i assume you started telling your other co-workers that aren't your superior um and if so how did that go yeah so that was kind of awkward right because i mean these situations it's better to tell everybody at once but we don't we have team meetings every two weeks but we all sit together pretty much i mean there are people that work at home at different days there are people on holidays so there was maybe about two or three people from the team that weren't there um, but we didn't have a team meeting. So I kind of like broke it up through the day and told like different people and different groups of people at different times. So like I told all my favorite people first, um, you know, like my, the people that I actually consider friends. Mm-hmm. So actually, as I say, I'm in a team of 13 in a team of 50. So when I'm talking about my team, I mean the team of 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I kind of like, I told, so I told like three or four people, and then it was lunchtime, so there weren't many people around, like on the, the desks behind and the desks in front, like in the wider team. But there were like three members of my team still sitting there, so I kind of told them all together um, and kind of like broke it up that way because I wasn't going to stand up like, I have an announcement yeah, to make. Yeah, that's just terrible. If we're not already all gathered and there's like any other business, Mike's leaving, um, you know, I would have done it that way, but I'm not going to do it, you know. And then after that, I kind of started to tell people here and there, um, and then it kind of starts to filter through, you know. Right, um, right. And I'll be arranging leaving drinks, which reminds me that the day, that November 6th, we're going to have to rearrange this show. 
Well, that's fine. That's actually uh, Sprout's due date as well. So in a oh, perfect right. world, we'll have many reasons to rearrange the show. <laughs> Hooray! Because uh, yeah, that's where we'll be doing my, my leaving party. Excellent. Uh, I cannot wait for the text messages you send me at an actually reasonable hour, my it's time. Gonna be, it's going to be disastrous. Um, These things are, looking forward yeah. to it. Because as well, like I can just show up at 11 a.m. on the Friday because at that point... What I are they going to do, fire you? Yeah, exactly. Or show up at nine and leave at half past ten, which is something that I knew someone did once. They they basically showed up in the closed area in the day the evening before. They were still drunk. They gave their <laughs> laptop. They gave their laptop in and they walked. And they just walked out the door. And I was like, I love that guy. That's, That's both terrible. That's terrible and awesome all at the same time. But everybody that I know, um, that has left the company in the last couple of months, like from our big team, has basically been drunk on the day that they left. Nice. Because you always go out on the Thursday and you leave on the Friday. Mm-hmm. So I expect to be um, in an interesting state. Lovely. All right. Any other things you want to point out or cover before I interrogate you for a few minutes? Not from the actual process. Like, you know, now starts the four and a half weeks of handing everything over you know Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the next bit that i have to do um but man not long now like oh it's gonna be so good i just i work from home today Mm -hmm. and i decided not to do anything uh nice (laughs) i was like i'll answer to emails but i'm gonna this is a this is a this is a practice run i had a great day i played some video games sent some emails (laughs) nice oh it was awesome my life's gonna be great casey Liss. i am genuinely very excited for you you could even say i'm chuffed but um let me start by asking you uh, how much weight was just list lifted off your shoulders um a lot or was uh, perhaps a different weight placed on top instead? that's what i was gonna say like I've lifted a huge weight off my shoulders and I've added another one. But this one has nice, comfortable padding around the outside because it's something that I want to put on my shoulders. Like, the weight that I've taken off my shoulders is is something that I hate, you know. No, I don't. Right, I don't right. hate it. I don't hate my job anymore. I used to hate my job and I've spoken about that. I, I dislike it. There are parts of it that I enjoy. I, I don't hate my current job. Um... But it's something that I don't want to do because I have something else that I love. Um, maybe if I didn't have this stuff, I would actually quite enjoy my job. I don't know. I, I think I would because it's actually not that bad. I mean, you know, I would hate it if I hadn't gone through everything else that I'd gone through mm-hmm. that I've spoken about before, you know, um, because, you know, anything that like sort of stops you for, or feels like it's stopping you from doing what you want. It was like, you know, to be fair to the, like to their job and that company, they're not they weren't stopping me from doing anything. Like it was me that was stopping it or whatever, but it always felt like that. It felt like, oh, this this is just in the way of everything I want to do and it's taking up time, it's like eight hours a day, and I'm not getting any sleep because I have to wake up at seven AM to leave and you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me ask another kind of softball before I really start pressing you. Uh, will there ever come a time that you will publicly state where you used to work? And I ask only because I suspect that you are going to be asked many times. I already have been, and I'm not going to do it. Okay. And that's fine by me. I just wanted to put that on the record. I don't think it's necessary. I don't see a benefit to doing it. Other Neither than do I. Just to, I, I, know it I know it 
will satiate people's curiosity. And as a curious person, I know what that's like. But there's no benefit to me doing it. There's only disadvantages. So uh, for the sake of my employer, especially because I've said things about them, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who they are. Just trust that, that it's a big bank, and I do marketing for that bank. It's a global bank. You can you can narrow it down as much as you like. You're gonna get into like one of three or four companies. Mm-hmm. Um, to to ask a little bit more difficult questions, let me start with what do you like to be known for now? Oh, um, I don't want to answer the same answer that I had when I answered this question on Command Space. 100. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think now I like to be Shall I mm, Okay. So this is this is the interesting part about the question. It depends on how much emphasis you put on wood. Okay. Because you can either say what you do that you want to be known for, even if it's something like what I said before, which was I want to be known for creating great things that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. But that's not I what I want to be known for. So my sort of goal mm-hmm. is what, what I'm going to answer. I want to be known for being at the helm of the best independent podcast network that there is. That's what I want to be known for. That seems like a pretty good goal to me. Mm-hmm. Like just flat out, people say, do you want to listen to tech podcasts? Yes, well, then you go to Relay FM. Like that's what I want. And that's what we're going for, I think. And I think we're get. I think we're getting there. I think we're going to get there. Um, but that's what I want to be known for. Fair enough. I think that's a pretty darn good answer. All right. So, with that in mind, um, you're clearly changing almost everything about your day to day life. And yes, Relay is staying consistent, but nearly everything else is different. Um, let's talk a little bit about kind of the stupid administrivia first um do you plan to see your girlfriend more than just on the weekends now i hope so um it does depend on the recording schedule because i record in the evenings right so i mean she works so if i'm recording on the evenings i don't have i i can only see her in the days where i'm not recording now the typical schedule there is none of those days so we're going to move the schedule around a bit i think because I can accommodate everyone a little bit better than before. Mm-hmm. Because I do intend to shift to closer to Eastern time. You were you actually that was my next question was are you gonna try to keep quasi US time? Yeah, I mean it's not gonna be I might not go full teachy on this. <laughs> um my my current plan is to maybe work up until three AM. Oh god. Which is I'm trying to work this out. That's 10 p.m. New York time, mm-hmm. and then kind of wake up at maybe 10 or 11, mm-hmm. which is like like 10 or 11 my time, which is like five six a.m. Right, New right. York time, Eastern time. So that's my current plan is to is to do that. I think that that will be a a good sort of working hour for me which means we can record later, we can record into the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that will be good. And then I'll, what I hope to do is to move the schedule around a bit so I have at least one evening free in the middle of the week or something. Right. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and by the way, my East Coast schedule in the United States is roughly going to bed between 10 and 11 in the evening and waking up 
roughly six or seven in the morning. So you and I actually may be on the same oh, schedule. We're going to be bed buddies or something. <laughs> God. I don't know if I can recover this. Or, um, right. So what if you were to pick out one single thing that you're most excited to learn about yourself, what would that be? What can I do in those eight hours? Like, what am I able to accomplish? Because I've done everything up to this point with only half of my time. What could I do with all of it? Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, look, a lot of it is going to be me playing video games, right? Let's not lie about this. Uh, but that's because I don't get any time <laughs> to do these things. So I, I will be able to relax a bit and actually have some leisure activities leisure activities i'm so sorry (laughs) i'll be able to have some leisure activities like playing the video games i want to play i mean admittedly i do have to play them for one of my podcasts but you know Mm -hmm. um but i will also be able to like i'm going to be able to put more time into the shows like recently um in the last couple of weeks i feel like the show's haven't been as prepared as I would like them to be, or I'm doing it at the last minute. So they they remain well prepared, but they're done up until the moment that I'm starting to record as opposed to being done hours before or days before, you know? Right, like, for right. example, the inquisitive questions. Um, I've still been doing some, you know, it used to be, uh, they would be done on Tuesday for Wednesday, but now I'm still working on them on Wednesday. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been picking some guests that I know quite well. So the, in some instances, not all instances, but in some instances, so I feel like the questions will be easier to write. So I've not been doing the same level of research that I do because I know a lot about people. So this will give me the opportunity to branch out. I have an idea for Inquisitive that I've wanted to do for a long time, but it requires a lot more work to produce. But I will be able to start thinking about working on that now. Um like I genuinely think that the thing that I'm going to learn is what am I what am I truly capable of, and that's very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So, kind of the end of that yang or whatever. Um, other than finances, which I will not allow you to use that answer, what are you most scared of? Having to go back to work. Because why? Because I'll know what it was like. To do this. But will you? Oh, to do this. Okay, I thought you meant what it was like to work at that place you used to work. I'm with you. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll know what it was like to have lived the life that I dreamed of. Whether good or bad. Like, it might be terrible, which is why I do it, but I'll not have known it. Uh, and it will mean that I couldn't make a success of something that seems so blindingly obvious to be successful mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like there is no reason that I shouldn't be able to do this. Other people have done it. I'm equally equipped to do it, I think, in some areas. Uh, I have an incredible team of people around me, um, like with like, you know, co-founders and hosts and friends like around me helping me make this, helping us make this. So it's like if I have to go back to a full-time job, either, either it's ended or it can't be what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But that's somewhat true of any relationship, isn't it? I mean, 
even your relationship with your girlfriend, you every day you come to it with expectations that it may fill, it may not fill, it may go above and beyond. Um, you know, Aaron and I are, are married and we have a baby on the way. I know this is all old news, but in every stage of our relationship, I think I have expected something. Let's call it, I've expected A and I've gotten M. Now, the the beauty of the relationship that I have with Aaron is that it ends up that pretty much every time M is better than A anyway. And I'm sure there's some terrible words that you could be filling in for these arbitrary letters, but please don't. Um, but uh, that's how you know, or that's how I know that that I did a good job and picked the right one. But this, you, the same could be said of Relay. You know, you might expect that you'll be able to play video games for three hours a day. You might expect that you'll be able to um, see your girlfriend on Wednesday nights arbitrarily. You may expect that you will be able to keep keep a U.S. schedule, but maybe none of that will happen. Maybe you'll end up moving to the United States. I'm not saying it's likely, but it could. And it's part, it's part of the dream is to move to the states. Mm-hmm. You realize you would have to come to Richmond, Virginia, right? Yeah, I actually don't think I can move to America. I don't know how it works, but like, there's no one to sponsor me because I'm not going to be working for a company. Uh, maybe Stephen can do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it, but um, it is part part of the part of my goal is to move to America. I just don't know where yet. I've not seen enough places. I I recommend Richmond. Um, also, yeah, I do. I wish I could help you out on that one, but as just stated moments ago, I am already married. So sorry about that. Oh no problem. <laughs> no, but I mean the point I'm driving at is jokes aside is that you you don't know what relay is going to bring and you kind of said this earlier you know it may be that you don't like it but some oh, no 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 I'm gonna love this uh I I don't if I said I'm not sure if I'm gonna like it I was either joking or didn't mean that like, <laughs> there is no shadow of doubt in my mind that this is not gonna be awesome because. I love everything about it. Like because I've done I've been doing it already. I've been I have been sacrificing so much in my life to do it. Now it's all it will be all I do, Casey. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Like this is my dream. Who gets to do that? Like who gets to do that? I get to do that. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, you know, there's so many things that have to go right. Uh but I'm confident that they will. No, it's it's extremely cool. And, you know, I, I really do like my job, my, my daytime job, but I, I would be lying if I told you it wouldn't be awesome. And I haven't dreamed of just being a full-time podcaster. I mean, there's not, there's not enough there for that to work, I don't think, but it, it would be amazing. I can only imagine. And so in that, in that sense, I'm extremely jealous of you for being able, or at least taking the plunge anyway, into, into doing it. Um, with that in mind, do you are you scared that having pressure on this, that this being your only um, your your only income, do you do you worry that that's going to ruin the fun of it? That maybe it's going to take all the fun out of relay. I don't think it will take the fun out. I think it adds a different level of pressure into it and a bit more stress into it. Um, but I don't think it's going to take the fun away. I think it just adds a different thing about it. Uh, it maybe adds to part that I don't, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy 
how much I'm going to enjoy the ad sales stuff. I mean, I've been doing it a little bit here and there, you know, and it's been going pretty well so far and I've been really happy, but I have no reason to believe it won't increase. And, and so, I mean, it's not it's not massively difficult. It's just time. It just takes time mm-hmm. to do. It's not hard. Like, it's just takes lots of time so like you know people say oh it is hard because you send out 100 emails and nobody replies that's not hard work that's just time like it's just 100 emails sure like i I could send 100 emails like uh, i'm not like shoveling gravel it's not (laughs) it's not hard work it's just it just takes time and effort to do but i mean genuinely like i think that we can get it to a point where it's not going to be a problem um and we'll just work around how we make that work for us over time. And I, and I expect that over time, uh, I probably won't be as involved in it. You know, we will either work with someone or we'll hire someone. Because the ad sales is something that I do still to enable me to do the thing that I love the most. I don't want to be an ad sales guy. Right. Like I totally understand that. I don't have the dream of setting up like Podlexing or Archer Avenue. Like that's not what I'm doing here. Um, you know, like I I don't know what I don't know when if when Dan started Five by Five if he wanted to start an ad company. I don't know if he wanted to do that. That is what he kind of has done, and I think that that's what he enjoys the most now. I believe right, I right. could be completely wrong about that. Um, but that's not what I want to do. Because I love making shows. That's what I love to do. So we'll see how that goes in the future. But for now, perfectly happy with me and Stephen. Like I know that he he's happy and I'm happy to get involved in it and to do it. Uh, because we're working with great companies and, and like we everybody understands what we're trying to do here. And, you know, we're gonna have to start branching out to companies that wouldn't necessarily have considered it before, because that's what you have to do, right? You have to start getting new people to consider you, otherwise you're gonna run out of people eventually. Uh but that's gonna be my job now is is doing that. And and uh I think I I wouldn't say it's a necessary evil because that's not what I'm trying to say. It's the phrase that comes to mind, but that yeah, gives yeah. off a tone that I'm not trying to give off. It's just the thing I have to do that enables me to do this. But that previously, that thing was to work at my company every day, and I didn't like that. The thing that I'm doing now, I don't mind it. It's fine. It's it's perfect thing. It's a perfectly fine thing to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I have two more questions for you. One I'll start with, which is a little bit easier. What do you expect to change with Relay itself? Are there going to be more shows? Are there going to be different shows? Are there going to be video shows? Are there going to be listener participation shows is there anything that you've already planned or you're at least mulling over that you're willing to share so as i say like i I plan to change inquisitive at some point like to this idea that i've had which makes it a much bigger show in in its like production and hopefully it will you know it will it will take the show to the next level Mm -hmm. uh i'm i'm always casey thinking of new shows i always have been i have some ideas that i'm interested in uh, I'm trying to think if they will work, but yes, there will be more shows on Relay. I don't know when that will happen because uh, we don't want to grow too quickly. We don't, you know, we're still building the shows up that we've we've started. We don't want them to become hidden uh, in right, twenty five, right. one of twenty, like you know, six, seven of twenty five. Mm-hmm. But you know, there, there may be more before the end of the year. There will most certainly be new shows next year. Um, 
I would like there to be more stuff that I'm not on. I would like there to be more stuff that I am on. Sure. Be- because why not? Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, why not? Why not just have yeah. more more of me? Uh, yeah, and I, and I think that just in general, everything will just get bigger and better about Relay. Like, I, that's, that's all I can foresee because it's what I'll be focusing on, you know? Um, and I don't know if you really asked me this part, but I mean, I'm I'm looking for other little things that I can do in my time. Uh, I had this idea that I've not pursued, but it was like to to try and um, help out app developers with marketing and um, the the app previews, voice servers for app previews. That's something I'd like to do on the side, you know, for some for some friends and some interested people here and there. Because I understand marketing, I understand a bit about how users work because I am one and I've done this sort of stuff professionally for a couple of years uh, and I have a voice and I have equipment and you know, so I think it could be interesting for people to consider that. So I'll, I would like to to kick that idea around a little bit at some point. Sure. So the intention is to diversify at least a little bit just to play it safe or just because you want, you're, you're able to explore different interests? All of those reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- more income is always good. Um, different areas where I can make money is always good. Uh, and also just because I am not a person who can just do one thing. That's fair. Um, so it just, it just gives me the ability to blow off some steam doing something else for a bit. That makes perfect sense. All right. The last question I have, um, which is a little bit of a difficult one, maybe. You, up until now, Relay has been a side hustle. It may have been the one you cared the most about, but it's been a side hustle. And I, honest to God, don't know, but I would guess that it wasn't your moneymaker. Between this and your your bank job, the bank job was the one that really brought, that brought in the money for you. Now that the bank job is going away... That puts, as we've already talked about, a considerable amount of pressure on you to make Relay the main hustle. And my question is, do you fear and or expect that that might change the relationship you have with people? It Most especially, I'm thinking of our mutual friend, Stephen, but even me, for example, and this is not a passive-aggressive way for me to to say to you I'm scared because I'm not scared, but I'm curious if you are. And do you think that maybe maybe this is going to put pressure on your and Steven's friendship that you guys may not be prepared for? Interestingly, um, the earnings that we've had um, from show from ads booked now and to the rest of the year relay actually makes me more money you personally even if you even having split all of everyone's shares around yeah oh well then that makes it a lot easier huh it was one of the key decisions that i forgot to mention earlier (laughs) (laughs) it was one of the key things that helped me make the decision because we're i think that we're not selling as high as we could because we're you know we're, we're new um, and our numbers are still growing, and we don't have three spots sold on every single show every single time, but Relay has, has made me in a significant amount of money so far 
not so much as that I can go and live on an island, but enough that I was like, okay, all I need to do is sell this amount and that is an income for me. Um, I don't think it would change mine and Stephen's relationship. This was the business that we decided to set out together from the day from day one we had like it was always a business like we decided this is our business together we are also best friends but this is our business and the thing is like i have the i have more time to put in like i can just go ahead and do what needs to be done um and i run decisions past him and i just go ahead and I try not to. Sometimes I do, and, it, and and I feel bad. I try not to make decisions without him knowing about them, and that yeah, because I, I don't I don't want to exclude him because it, we are partners, so we work together really hard on it, and I am try to make sure that he stays in the loop of everything that I'm up to. He does the same for me too. Um, do I think it will change our relationship? I mean, I mean, inherently, all of the relationships change. They all changed when we started this thing, though. Right. So right. You know, like, we still have to have conversations about things where you tell me you're not happy about something or I tell you you're doing something or... Because that is a change in our relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's about how we do how we manage that. And I think so far we've done quite well. I don't see any reason why not. Uh, I think fundamentally it boils down to the fact that I'm going to continue being a nice guy. And I think as long as everybody feels that way about me and I'm not being deluded about it, then we're going to be okay. Because it's like a fundamental thing that, that, that me and Stephen set out when we were doing this company is we'll always do the right thing by the people that we care about and the people that matter, no matter even if that means that, that we lose out. Mm-hmm. So, and we feel that way about each other and I feel that way about everyone. So, yeah. I mean, relationships will change over time, of course. But I don't think it's like right now, everyone, you will work for me and <laughs> you've got to do, it's not, I'm not going to do that because one of the things that I worry about the most, like it's just a, a thing that I worry about is how do the hosts feel? So it's just something that I think about enough that I don't think I'm going to start doing anything crazy. Right. Because, because fundamentally, if I upset you enough that you leave me, that is harmful more than me maybe giving you a bit. Mm-hmm. Because if we have to make a decision and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give this one to Casey. Whatever that that is, whatever decision I make where I, you know, I'm like, right, okay, I'm not going to fight this anymore. Casey wins. Mm-hmm. That's better than you leaving. And then I lose the show and I lose the income and everything. So really, what you're saying is, I own you now. I think it's best for me to let you believe that. <laughs> well, well done, sir. On a uh, on a final note, it's funny you bring that up. Um, the way you and Stephen have approached this, because way back when, when Marco and I uh, and John as well were were talking about uh, what we're going to do for neutral and ATP. I might even have this IM conversation somewhere, but um, it, it was it was a thought early on that this might make us a little bit of money. We didn't know if it would be enough for a meal at Panera every week. We didn't know if it would be enough for a, a, a volcano of our own, but we knew it was going to be probably more than zero. 
And Marco and John and I agreed early on that if there ever comes a time that the money or the show is coming between us, that is the moment that the show ends. Because it is not worth it to any of us to alter our relationship with each other in a way that's negative. Obviously, as you said, our relationship has changed considerably. But if it comes to the point that the show is standing between us, it's at that very moment that it ends. And another thing that we've done with each other is to say, there is no guarantee that this show will go on forever. Even if it is the most popular technology podcast in the entire world, it could be that one of us will decide tomorrow that it's over. And if Marco or John were to decide that tomorrow, I'd be really bummed out. I really would. I'd take but, the other two of you, by the way. <laughs> have a show on Relay. Always be selling. Always be closing. Uh, but no. But the thing of it is, if, if one of us decided to leave, then I don't think we would replace that person. I, I mean, I don't know. And I would be bummed. But in the end of the day, I'd be happier for having had the experience and ended when one of us wanted it to than ridden it directly into the grave. I have ended and changed so many shows. Like, it's just something that doesn't concern me that much. Like, I've ended big shows. I've ended small shows. and I, You know, there, there's, a, there's a joke about me that between friends, like, every 18 months, I quit whatever it is I'm doing, go to something else. <laughs> uh, and, and it kind of has been that way over the last, like, five, nearly five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't bother me to, to do that. Like, I will burn something down and, and build something else. Like, it's just something that, that I like to do. I, I like to, to refresh things. But, yeah, I agree. Like, it's it, it, would, it would be a bummer if anybody wanted to leave. But sometimes there are reasons. There's always reasons. And even if you don't like that reason or you don't want that the same way that person does, you kind of just have to accept it. I mean, and and that was like, that was like, you know, people hear it like on the episode of Quit when I left 5 by 5 Very much Dan's like the way that he spoke about things and, and it was very clear from the decisions, the discussions that we had together. He understood that it was time for me to go because of the way that I spoke about what I wanted to do uh, and the way I wanted to do things and what I saw my vision of my future was. And he didn't want us to leave. I mean, it was it was a it was a big thing for us to for me to leave and all my shows to go. But he was supportive of me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And speaking of supportive, as I said uh, close to the top of the show, I am extremely supportive of this decision. I think you're crazy in the best possible way. I admire that insanity, and I really genuinely hope that five or ten years from now, one of us will play this very episode of this very podcast and laugh about how scared we were and and realize that it was all for nothing. People keep saying that to me, and I'm like, one of the things that is the most uh, interesting about all of this is um, people talk to me like this isn't a problem. Like, right. You're going to be fine. Yep. And it's a nice feeling. It really is. I mean, it doesn't help completely. Um, but yeah, you know, it's very nice.
Like, congratulations, man. This is the Thank beginning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, be- it is the beginning. It's the end of the end. And the, the, I don't know what I'm saying. It's the beginning. <laughs> All right, that's a show. We have some show notes. If you'd like to find them, they're at relay.fm slash analog slash nine. Um, I am at iMike on Twitter. I am Y-K-E. Casey is at Casey Liss. C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. That's Casey Liss. If you'd like to sponsor the show, <laughs> please do. Uh, it's at relay.fm slash sponsor. And I'd like to thank today's sponsors, our lovely friends over at Squarespace. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Analog. Until next time. Bye-bye. Oh, I didn't follow up on that, by the way. I have been trying for nearly two weeks to book a gym class. And every time I go to book one, they're always full. I log on to the system at 9 a.m. full. And you have to book them five days in advance. Well, soon you'll be able to run around your house and it'll be okay. I'm also going to take, I've also decided I'm going to try and take walks every day to listen to podcasts yeah. to get my 10,000 steps in. Mm-hmm.